Well, we're back for Bite Size. Uh, we're picking up our Generations discussion that we had last Friday. Everybody's in the same clothes because they're nasty. They didn't change in a whole week. And now they're in different positions. That proves it that they didn't change their clothes. So I'm just playing. All they did is they took a comfort break. We're still in the same room, same time. We're doing the second recording for this for your for your pleasure. But remember, man, uh, we're we're still we're still separated out. We're trying to be as safe as possible. The discussion we had last week was awesome. We talked about a lot of things around faith and changes and generations of faith and how there's a, a major drop off in the uh, in in the people who proclaim to be Christians and live it out and say it's a big important part of their life. And, and so the difference between the older generation, the Gen X's, and the pre-millennial generations was 83 percent, and the millennials and lower dropped all the way down to 26 percent. Uh, of people who saying that that faith was a big part of their life and that's a dramatic that's not a drop that's a cliff and so we talked about a lot of reasons for that we said that there were there were people that were judgmental that religion had a big part of it uh, that that people you know they, they judged how people were dressed and and they had all these different traditions and things like that and and there was a great comment that was made earlier by somebody who's going to start that off and and, and and tell us the comment that that she said, and then we're gonna we're gonna pick right back up on our discussion. So tell us what you um, said. I was listening in to last week, and um, I I heard you say the statistics about how like the older generation, like about eighty something percent claim to be Christians if you ask them, whereas the younger generations only twenty six percent claim to be. And I think that they're. Um, the truth bomb in that is the fact that because of tradition and because the older generation, that's what you say. Even if you don't live it out, yeah, you raise your hand, I'm a Christian. I think that the younger generation see right through it and they're like, no, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to tell you if I'm not a Christian. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I believe there's a God and it's all cool. They're going to be like, no, I don't because I've seen the older generation say they are and they're clearly not. Remember we talked about that was awesome. Now I wanted her to ask, say that comment because First of the day. she made that comment. I thought that was amazing. The question we ended with last week was we did a lot of pointing and saying that this generation, that generation, too much tradition, too much this, that, and the other. And so the question at the end of last week was, well, how do we change it? What do we do? What's our what what's our next steps? What do you got? I think that the same way we could be a light to people who aren't Christians, we could be a light to people who are Christians. So I think that I think that it's a lot of negativity and it's gonna be there anyway. So why not turn it around for good? Why not be like our Lord and Savior? We wanna be Christ like, we wanna act like Christ, why not turn the bad to good? Why not work with the other generations that may beat you up and show a light so bright that may that they may wonder, hey, why I'm beating them up. Why are they I'm criticizing them? But they're doing it anyway. And so there must be something behind that. And so in that, they're going to see that there's something behind that. And they're going to see that maybe your heart is authentic. And that you actually have a heart after God. And that's going to cause them to follow. So that's just my idea. Awesome. Right. Um, I think it's a lot of just living it out. I think a big issue that I also saw like growing up is like, Christians like shoving it down your throat. Like yeah. shoving the Bible, shoving, oh, you need to do this, that, and third. And it's like... What are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't see you doing that. Like, why are you telling me to do something you clearly don't do? And I think, like, the way I've been able to share my faith, or even just, like, in my experience, it's been just a lot of us spiritual people noticing each other. And, like, that's been even more beautiful for me, at least, like, my experience. Like, it happened at work where, like, the my coworker, um, I just started my job about, like, a month or two ago. And a coworker just like out of the blue was like, 
Sulai, I just have to tell you that as like team lead, like I, I'm praying for you and I hope that you're not offended. And I looked at it, I was like, woman, I am not offended. I am blessed. Like, thank you. And so then we like, yeah. <laughs> and so we like talked about it and then we like told each other that we noticed the difference because of the way we act, the way we yeah. speak to people, the way we treat our clients, you know what I mean? Like versus those who aren't Christian and we clearly see the difference where it's not person-centered. It's very much like you have a disorder and blah, 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 and that's it, mm. you know? And there's no, like, I believe in you until, you know what I mean? Like, I love that. Anyway, that's so that's been my experience where I think, like, even so now, like, I feel like I could be, do even more of living it, but I think that's where it's crucial. Amazing. Nate? I think, uh, I'm doing Elijah, I lost my words. Um, <laughs> going off of kind of... <laughs> So I, okay, I got an example that goes with the point I was going to say that I forgot. I was, <laughs> I'll remember hearing Rock and roll, man, we got it. Sitting at work, sitting at lunch, I was talking with this guy who's older generation, Christian, Baptist, all the, he, he was raised when you were raised in. He was and we were sitting there talking at lunch. We were just talking, and we had a full-on conversation. It was actually the first time that I had a conversation like that at work about, you know, this is what God told me. He said I was having these dreams. And he said, I know that's what God told me. And I said, you know, that's funny that you say that. And I said, this is what I believe God is telling me. And we're having a good old conversation, go back and forth. He walks out of the room and someone my age comes in and goes, why are we all talking like that? He's like, I'm just curious. I was like, that's just what we believe. He goes, well, you know, I kind of believe that, but like I've never felt really comfortable. You know, people don't really want to see that. They don't really like. And so I think the point that I now remember, I think what we can do. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> What we can do on that front is, as the younger generations, we've got to stop being scared. We need, to, we need to really let God work in us and take that conviction and go out. Okay, this is why, so they think we're being hypocrites. We're not showing enough. This is why we're not being able to reach these people. Yeah. Let's go out and show it. Yeah. Let's go do it. Because I had that guy thinking, and he, he couldn't be later and was talking. That's all I had to do. I told him because that's what we believe. And honestly, people are not seeing enough outreach, I think. Wow. That's actually, that's actually really good. I really like that. I'm glad you remembered that point. We'll come over here to this table, and then we'll come back to Sulai and then David. Well, piggybacking off of Nate, it's more of like we just need to be, be, more, be bold <laughs> in our faith. You know? Yeah. I know me personally, I'm not a very outspoken person. I'm shy and I'm very reserved. If you put me on the stage, I'd probably shut down. <laughs> that's just who I am. Um, but if someone came up to me and said, hey, you know, I ever heard, like, I tell them, speak to them. Yeah, well, this yeah. is why, like you said, that's just what I believe. You know, we just, we need to be more bold, I think. Yeah. Not we, but, you know, our generation in general. We do. We do. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do, but, you know, yeah. like in general, the generation, all of us. Instead of being so fearful of judgment. Right, like, why do I care what you think when you, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to be the person who you gives know, me I'm, my faith. Yeah, you're not my creator. Yes. <laughs> like what she said about being bold in your faith, um, our generation, or just any generation in the church, to become a better outreach, you need to be more involved in, in the church and yeah. doing things in the church. And when you're involved in the church, people are asking you, hey, what do you do in your free time? Well, for me, an example for me, when I was in Buffalo, and now I'm here, when I was in Buffalo, I was working with the youth group. Um, me and Allison both were um, constantly going to church Sunday, Wednesdays, 
helping out. And people would ask me why I did that. I'm just like, because number one, I enjoy hanging out with yeah. with the kids at church and teaching them about God. And to be honest with you, I learned a lot more from them than they probably learned from me. To be wow. honest, Amen. honest with you, exactly. And when they when people see that, they 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 begin to ask you questions. Uh, I have people ask me about tithing, um, things like that. But when it all came down to it. I was very successful at my last at my last duty station because I started showing Christ that I really wanted to work for Him, and being more successful in my career, it came down to the point to where I got commended in front of a mass group of people, and an individual who was shaky in his own faith with Christ proclaimed Christ in front of that group of people, saying that that was one of the biggest reasons why I was so successful. God is going to show himself just mm -hmm. as long as you put forth the work and the yeah. effort to, right. to make mm -hmm. it happen. Mm -hmm. You might not see it tomorrow or today, and I think that's a, something that this generation struggles with, is that they want that instantaneous gratitude. It's not your gratitude that you need or you're looking for. It's, it's God that's going to be showing up mm -hmm. through you. <laughs> okay, so I, <laughs> it was what Nate was talking, but um, I just have a question. Like, why do we assume that people don't want to hear? Because I think that's mm. a big issue, that we just mm. assume that they don't. And then, because what if they, what if they don't even know they want to hear? And then you start talking and then it's mm. like, whoa. Yeah. Like, that actually happened to me in undergrad, and I'm just now remembering. <laughs> uh, my best friend from undergrad, that's how we connected, because I shared the gospel and then she it was like she had come to the faith and then left and then when we had this conversation she came back until this day five six years later she'll remind me all the time she'll text me and be like do you remember when we talked about such and such thing like you helped me grow in my faith like blah blah wow. we literally just talked about it this week because wow. that's what happened and then I had a different awesome. experience in grad school where I shared and she was like, no. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I did my job. I shared. That's right. That's awesome. That's really good. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, to your question, it's not that we, I, I feel like we assume because whenever we start talking about it, like in public, everybody, I'm, I don't guarantee it, but I 90% guarantee they do <laughs> want to hear it. They just don't want to be that first person. To be like, oh, tell me about that in front of a book or a mess. Wow. I think it goes back to the fear factor. It goes back to the fear factor. It's not the fact that they don't want to listen. It's the fact that they don't want to be the first one to listen. Wow. It goes it's back good. to that boldness. I'm like, I'm like, One, like, piggybacking off that, like the fear and everything. Um, I mean, and I don't know for all of you, but I know social media does play a lot in that. You see okay. a lot of people sharing, yeah. like, how Christians are bad, and it's just they put them in a negative light, so then. People, you know, in high school and like my age, college and all of that, they're almost fearful to speak out because we, and I don't know why, but we're shed in this like negative light, like, oh, Christians are hateful. Christians are just, they're going to shame you. And so when you go to speak out, you're like, oh, but what if? And then you shut yourself down before you even try. Wow. Wow. I think that it goes, it comes full circle back around to like I said, even just living it out. Because I think that what like going off what Ben said, if you gotta show himself, you just gotta be willing to let him show himself through you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um I have that experience with a with a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, 
We went to high school together. We rode the same bus together for three years. <laughs> and we ended up in a business class together. And, you know, even at the beginning of the business even at the beginning of the business class, not the business class. I don't at the beginning of the business class, you know, me and him actually had like a very strong debate, yeah. a biblically about being about being Christian and what it takes because he grew up in a different in a different he grew up the same way I did. Paul's there. Yes. I want to come back to you because I have a question my professor asked me, but Let's get them because that's the best. That's the next point that I want to go to. So Paul's right there. Okay, Do not forget you. that. Seriously, yeah, you gonna let me finish my story, right? Yeah. I was asking a real question. I remember mean, that point. Seriously, right, right, I'm, I'm saying, trying to keep it. Room, room. 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 Read mm, God's word. Mm, all right. Back to the That's basics. Good. Like, like read how you're supposed to be, and then do it. Do apply. it. There it is. That's the second part apply that we button. don't do. Right. Hit the apply button. That's right. And in like the save button. Start. Start button. That's right. It's it's not necessarily as easy as that though. It's it, not. Yeah. Because life happens. Yeah. yeah. And but that's what that's one of the reasons Jesus died on the cross for us is so that, yeah. for grace so that we can be like God. Oh, Mess up. Alright. Yeah. I'm gonna turn away from that. Go back to go back to the um, manual. Read how I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. And live that out. But that's the value of gathering together with believers. Yes. yes. And, and so it. when you're when you're not able to hit that start button or you do mess up or you need that encouragement, that's what that's what church we're gonna talk about that. We already talked about that. Never mind, this is the next <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's the big part of what why church is so important and the Bible is so strong about yeah. gathering together believers. But I don't want to get too deep because I know we have other questions. So something I want to apply to this, which goes with the first question, is you know, ask why. Like if you hear someone talking like, oh, I don't believe in that stuff anymore. I, I don't think it's real. Just like, well, me like why? Like, do you want to talk about it? Like I can help you. Like not yeah. so all the things good. you see online <laughs> about like we're these hateful people. Not all of us are like that. Yeah. You can. You can add, you can talk to me. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I've been guilty of overhearing people hear, uh, saying stuff and I just don't talk. I just like yeah. think to myself. Yeah. But like, mm. we need to take action. We need to talk to these people. That's awesome. You know how awesome that is? That's really awesome. exactly what my professor asked me. Mm-hmm. He sit there and I, I was in class and somebody there was just, I had to do like discussion boards and then somebody got real on like, well, this guy did this and this guy did this and that guy did this and that guy did this, right? And he was talking about how he was a Christian, he was a pastor and this, this person that did not know Christ did not do that, right? And he simply posed a question. He said, why are you going to be mad at a sinner for sin? Mm-hmm. They don't know any better. Yeah. They don't live by the Spirit, they live according to the flesh. I've had trouble with So that. then this is the next question he posed because that really wasn't a question, that was a statement, right? But then he asked this, why do you believe what you believe? Do you believe what you believe because you have been told to believe it? Or do you believe what you believe because you have gotten into the Bible? You've discovered it for yourself. You dove into it. So that goes back into what you were talking about. Y'all had that debate, right? Yeah. You were you were you were talking, you, you were you were explaining to each other why you believe what you believe. Yeah. I'm from the buckle of the Bible belt in Mississippi. Ben will tell you. <laughs> you don't it's crazy. When I first moved to North Carolina, the first church I stepped foot in had lights and I'm like everybody's dying and going to hell. <laughs> that was, I mean serious, that was my I mean I was talking about it earlier. I mean, we had salmon colored pews, salmon colored um, 
uh, carpet. You had you had like the old school wood grain, and you're like, you know, these old school chandeliers, and it was hellfire and brimstone preaching, right? Yeah. It was. You do this, you die and go to hell. You know, your God's got you as a fishing string over hell. You mess up, you cut the fishing line, you die and go to hell. That was the mentality. Because that's and biblical. It, it, it's completely biblical. Right. No, it's not. Because you couldn't see my So, but my question, and, and that really that really stuck with me when he asked that. And I was preaching one Sunday, and I seriously just asked the congregation, and I walked off the stage. Because... They looked at me and they could honestly say they believe what they believe because they have been told to believe it. They have never discovered it for themselves. Yeah. So what did you find out during that conversation when y'all well, were debating? Well, later on, I, I mean, I found out that it was the same thing I was being taught. But the thing is that I actually looked. And so basically what happened was that he was kind of like, and I, I, call it, I call it being a baby. Not being a baby in Christ, but being a baby to the point where you don't go and look in the Bible for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're spoon-fed different pieces of the Bible that that they want to teach you. Mm -hmm. You know, that whoever is teaching you wants to teach you. You know, and so mm -hmm. what happened was is that later on, he saw the way that I he saw the way that I lived. He saw that I slipped up and I messed mm -hmm. up. But who did I come back to? He saw that I was in the word, in class. In class, I was listening to a sermon while doing work. And I could see him peeking over and looking, and I'm just going on business. And later on, you know, matter of fact, yesterday, and matter of fact, it made me choke up a little bit and brought a little bit of tears to my eyes because he, because he, because he was in church at one time and he got out of it because of exactly what we were talking about. And he having to text me and tell me that he supported me and he thanked me for sure. I'm gonna thank you for what? And he's like, because, because seeing you, now I'm back in church. Now my relationship with God is good. Oh, I'm gonna cry now. But no, but I'm being yeah, so serious that because, is awesome. because, that is awesome. because it means more to me for, I will. I would rather not get any gratification, but to know that the way that I'm living, and I'm doing something differently, especially in the climate of what's going on now, especially the way Christians are viewed now, because there are there are some bad Christians, you know, depending on where you are, there are a lot of bad Christians, right. <laughs> but but honestly, but it's the way you live, because God will always show himself, no matter whether you're right. bad, good, Ugly, broke, busted, disgusted. He is still showing himself, but you have to be willing to to let him do that. Right. Better watch out. You start doing that. Ah, in between. So your question, Pastor Zach, really, really hit me in my gut because I don't think it was until this year, actually, that I I know how to answer that. Because I had gotten to a point where I, I was over it. I was like, God doesn't exist. Like, he clearly cannot exist. And it was at a point where, like, I I remember I mentioned it once to my mom. My mom's a pastor. And, you know, completely offended her. Um, but I was just like, Mom, he cannot exist. You don't want to hear that. And I'm like, do you see how crappy my life is? Do you see the things I'm going through? He can't exist. He can't. And I went to a Celebrate Recovery meeting. And I'm like, ugly bawling and I'm telling all these women who are much older than I am I was the youngest one in the room and I said I'm doubting and I, I feel you know I feel so terrible like all this stuff and then the one who was leading the meeting just looked at me and kind of chuckled and was like we've been there we've all been there and it was so different at that point because I was just like okay God exists I, I, I need a tangible moment like I need 
something there and then. Like I can see it, I can touch it, I can hear it, I, I, I can feel it or whatever because, oh, anyways. <laughs> He's smooth, man. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> he turned on the air conditioner, so everybody's well. We ain't done. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go but, ahead. But uh, but yeah, so like I said that, and I remember it was Tuesday night. The next day was my birthday, and then this guy came along, and was the tangible. No. <laughs> 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 that was bad. That was bad. His face. <laughs> that was bad. Hey, I will tell. Let me tell you. Let me tell y'all. Let me pause it. I want to tell you how cool that is because they were they were very determined to do it right, and they asked and prayed and and everything. It wasn't like I was very proud of how you guys and how your relationship still is going. You're a model, and I appreciate that's you awesome. guys. Because so. what happened though is that we had just like met for the first time, my first conversation, and we were all there was a couple of us who were praying and ministering, and they were like digging into my soul, <laughs> pulling it out, serving it to me. And he was like, I remember he looked at me, he's like, I'm so sorry for what's about to happen next. And I'm like, what is gonna happen? And he pinched me and he said, you know, God told me to do that. And of course I again, ugly cried, no makeup left at that point. But I was like, how, how did you know? Like, I, I didn't, you know, it was only the women at Celebrate Recovery that knew I was doubting and needed something tangible. Like, so that, that's why I believe. Like now I have that. You know what I mean? It's only taken 26 years, but you know, the Lord knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, man. No, it really, really it, is. It's awesome. an amazing story. It really is an amazing story. So go ahead. I, I just want to say something quick, like hanging out around the side here. Um, just listening to a few things people said, like how Elijah was saying, you know, ask people why. Um, we're talking about communicating with people. And then Zach, you were kind of talking about how you were brought up. Um, and then I think it was Sulaiva said, "How do we know uh, that? You know, like, unless we ask, how do we know if they don't want to go to church or if they don't believe or whatever it is?" Um, so often, like people, there's statistics that say like most people you just need to ask them, <laughs> then they're going to come. But the other thing was, in some of the stuff I was hearing was, we need to make sure that we are giving the right message. That you know. How Zach was saying, you know, I walked into a church, it looked like this, and everybody's going to hell. Um, people will say to us sometimes, hey, you know, what's your church all about? Oh, you're a Christian? What do you, what, what's that? What do you believe? And way too often people say, oh, well, we don't do this, and we don't do this, and we don't do this, and we don't do this. Like, how is that, how is that good? How is that? Like, I, I hate, so true. I hate, I hate to say sales pitch. That's not really what I mean, but like, you know, if you went to like a car lot and they were like, here's the problems, let me know when you want to buy it. You know, that's not how we yeah. need to, you know, we're supposed to be known by our love. We're supposed to be, you know, there's so many amazing things that God has done. And so often people go, well, we don't do this. We don't do that. Do you do this? Because you couldn't. No, you can't do that in my church. Like, stop. Oh, oh. Yeah. Like, preach! Like the no trick on things. That would keep a lot of people from coming, like especially Jenna, because she's always got mints in her hand. Yes. So it's like, oh, yeah, mints at church? I ain't coming. I'm a supporter <laughs> of church. Hey, listen, we, I, know, I know we're enjoying this conversation. we got to wrap it up. So so the question was, the question we asked everybody at the beginning of this was, how are you going to be different? We talked about generational uh, differences in faith. The reality is there's not a difference in faith. We all believe through all the generations yeah, that Jesus right. Christ came to yeah. earth, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that he's the only way to heaven. 
from Scott all the way to me, all the way around the room, nobody's going to disagree with that, right? right? So is there really a difference in our faith through the generations? No. No. no, there's not. There's a difference in how we express that faith. And so we have to have compassion and love for each other. But the, the real deal is this. Uh, if we start looking at the differences between generations and, and focusing on that, then you're focusing on the divides. But if you start looking at what the generation before you did and, and what they've built and you're standing on that, and you begin to appreciate them for that, then you start looking at their comments a little bit differently. Like back in my day, we had to go through this to build the church, and it was just a shack. And then the next generation takes it from a shack and makes it uh, you know, a, a center that gives out food right, to the community. And then the next one takes it from a center that gives out food to starting a daycare so, so that families can go to work and be supported in that. And the next generation, you see, so every generation is meeting the need of their generation all the way through to Ben and his guys going online to a video game and actually winning people for Jesus Christ Amen. while playing a video game. And I promise you, two generations back, if they're watching that, all they're seeing is Ben in front of a TV with headphones on doing this. And he's going, what a waste of time. But if Ben and that, and that two generations ago person and somebody in the middle got together and they began to talk to each other and Ben says, hey, let, me tell you, yeah. let me tell you, sir, who's in his 60s now, that today I just, I just told somebody about Jesus Christ while I was playing a video game. I guarantee you that that person that was looking at him before saying he's right. wasting time would cry and rejoice with him over a person that okay. was saved. Right. So right. is there a difference in our faith? No, man, there's not. There's a problem in our communication. Yes. There's a problem in our communication. Absolutely. And so here's the challenge I'm giving you guys in the room and everybody that's listening to bite-sized generational discussion. Ecclesiastes 4.12 that says that a three-strand a three cord cannot be broken. And so here's my challenge. How are we going to change it? This is how Seastone, I think, should start changing it, so starting from right now. I challenge everybody in this room, find somebody that is one generation above you and one generation below you. So if I take William and Elijah, for instance, one generation above you would be who? In this room. Ben. That's right. So stand up, William. William is, the, William is looking for somebody to have a three-strand cord with. And William says, I need one generation above me. Who is that? Ben. Stand up, Ben. So now there's Ben. And then one generation below you. Who would that be? Olivia. Well, not really. He's your age. So tell me your name. Your niece. Oh. No. I don't know. Levi. Levi. Who is Levi? We don't know who yeah, Levi is. I, just, I don't know anybody younger than Okay, so somebody younger. <laughs> All right, so it'll be, um, I don't know, name some, who is, who's somebody younger in the church? Name somebody younger in the church. Reese. Reese. Um, Reese. Reese. Yeah. That's too young. One <laughs> 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 Ethan. 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 Boom. Perfect. So you got Ethan, right? I was like going like this. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan. So now you have, you have Ethan. So, so Elijah represent Ethan. So he, that means you have to get on your knees or spin down. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Just sit like that. So now you have, you have Elijah who's representing Ethan who is, how old is Ethan? Five? Seven? Six? So Ethan is, oh, I was so close. So Ethan who is six. William who is eight, 19? 19. 19. 19. And Ben who is? 26. 26. And so now, it, there, do you think that there's differences between Ben and Ethan? Of course there are, right? Of course there are. Do you think? Do you think? Listen. Do you think that there's differences between? Do you think there's differences between William and Ben? Yes. Yes, there are. There are. There are mad differences. So, <laughs> about two hundred parents. <laughs> 
so 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 if, if William is listening to Ben's wisdom and William is passing his wisdom on to Ethan, do you see how the communication between generations go? Yeah. Now let's roll that around, Sam William. So Ben, how are you? Twenty six. Yeah. What's one generation above you? You. Me, right? <laughs> and I'm I'm, I'm twenty nine. And so I'm just playing. I'm forty. I'm 40 they keep telling me I'm forty seven, but I think I'm forty six. You're forty seven. Whatever. I'm in that. <laughs> so, and then what's one generation below you? William, right? So now, if you're going, you're going to be reaching up to me. I'll pass the direct information down to you. You're passing the information down to William. But do you think that William's comments can teach you anything? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Why? Because the, he's probably gone through things in life that I've never gone through. Right. For sure. Or he might he might view a situation completely different yeah. than I would. Right. Because you can always get. I I'm a firm believer that you can get wisdom from anybody. Exactly. Yes. I learned, somebody said earlier that you learn more teaching class to people than you do Definitely. learning. I think you said that. <laughs> you learn more because you're teaching the youth, right? Definitely. And so you learn by teaching and listening to their yeah. questions and whatnot. They challenge you. So here's all I'm trying to say to you guys. Is there a generational difference in faith? No. no. And I challenge y'all when you're walking through and you're hearing that and you're hearing people complain and, and somebody said, man, somebody talked about my clothes. I would challenge you, Erica, go find that person and say, I know you had an issue with this, but this is how I handle it. And this is what I do with my mom. And it really hurt me that you said that. And if you went to them and said that, I guarantee you they apologize. It might even check their spirit to change. Mm. It might even check their spirit mm. to change. And so, and so what I'm telling everybody in this room is, do it. how do we change it? We be bold, we step out, and we give compassion, love, and mercy to the people around us, especially when they make mistakes. Yes. And when they make a mistake in judgment to what you're doing or how you're acting, Show compassion, mercy, and love. Walk to them. Tell them about it. Tell them why you did it. Explain to them. And let them know that they hurt your feelings. And give them opportunity to apologize. And then it gives you opportunity to be Jesus Christ and forgive them. And in that, the body of Christ stays Amen. connected. If you start just looking at the differences and pointing those out and remembering only those, you're, you're part of the problem. You're the division point. And so my challenge to everybody in here, especially people listening, is we are one body. There is no yeah. division in the body of Christ. We all believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I don't, from all races, all, all cultures, it doesn't matter. You don't have to understand it. If they're a Christian and they believe like you believe, you're family. You're one. Yeah. Yeah. Show compassion, love, and mercy, and grace. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's the point of my side. Woo! I love it, man. we got to stop this. So three, two, one. My side! Hey, thanks for joining Seastone Church today. And listen, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and like and share so all of your friends can enjoy 